Hello and welcome to the Three Innings Save podcast. In a West edition, we were a Diamondbacks Brewers podcast last week. We are an NL West podcast for two teams at least uh, today. That's right. Uh, the Dodgers are true to their word. When they play division series, they play a division series. <laughs> um, they are they're playing the Diamondbacks, uh, and we're going to talk about it. I like it. Yeah, I I, I think that's all all there is to it. We'll we'll break it down. We do not have questions from Craig. Playoffs are a little weird. We do this a little haphazardly. We'll have them yeah, next episode, one after that, something like that. But we have so much to talk about. It'll be fine and maybe a slightly shorter episode. But we have a big series to break down after this. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So it was the Padres last year. Uh, mm-hmm. Dodgers had, I think, like 50 wins more than the Padres and still lost. Yeah, roughly. Yep. And he, uh, right, exactly, because postseason... Things happen, right? And uh, this could be another year. The Diamondbacks looked swept. The Brewers looked really good. They had, a, you know, more than a little lull in the summer. But to start the year, they looked – they didn't just have a good record. They looked good. They were uh, – I, I think if you count off days and everything, they spent 66 days in first place. Uh, and, and again, all, they, they looked all before the all-star like, break. Really right, good right. start, like a top of the end starting pitching, some really exciting young yeah. offensive players. Yep. Uh, Corbin Carroll like, is a star. He's going to be like maybe like top five MVP uh, mm-hmm. voting. He's going he's gonna to run away with rookie of the year. He's guaranteed to get at least one vote. I won't tell you how I know that. Um, but the yeah they um and like you every year right with milwaukee it's like man if you get milwaukee in a series they have this awesome pitching 
Like, I don't know about their offense, but like they're 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 as set up as anyone. No one wants to face Milwaukee. Two games end up. That's the nature of nature of the and playoffs. Can right? we do a real quick aside? Four sweeps, and I still didn't win the contest bet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> starters going long. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's weird. I have a note on that a little later because I have a solu- I have a solution plan oh, okay. for this. Because we're recording this on on Thursday instead of Friday, but the le- the league office just has to be like really. We added a gazillion like all of the all of baseball makes the playoffs now, yeah. and we can't get more, one yeah. extra game. We, and those we are have, the best games. The game threes, oh tension. We have so many games that Michael K and Alex Rodriguez are calling games on TV, <laughs> which is. I did uh, see a replay yeah. that Michael K yeah. called, and I forget what it was, uh, but uh, yeah. it was. Yep, and moving on. <laughs> So uh, I don't. Rem- I th- was the Brewers Diamondbacks the the um, Bukshambi and um, um, Doug Glanville series. I do I don't not remember. Know. They do not yeah. Know. I yeah. I there was a lot of um, I. So the first night I was home. Second night I was at Dodger Stadium because Dodgers had a wor- uh, workout. That was the only one of the three workouts they had that was available to media and to, they let fans in for like a very in a very concentrated second it was kind of a neat thing they gave like pretzels and uh they were selling beer they were giving i think they gave water and a hot dog and and no not pretzels i mean peanuts Sorry. they didn't even let fans <laughs> in the tropicana for the baseball game so oh brutal oh, it's too easy um so <laughs> you're so, not on the you're not a hip to the reddits i know but uh, i'm on the baseball server right now and then but i think every other post is how the, the low attendance at tropicana yeah it was i saw they i believe tyler kepner had a good article about it in the athletic um their game one attendance was like the lowest in a playoff game or something since the Spanish like, flu, <laughs> right? Literally true, and all and also the it was the White Sox, right? Like yeah, uh, yeah. In, in 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 like the teens or whatever. That uh, yeah. So anyway, um, the but the Diamondback series. So that aforementioned strong pitching, Corbin Burns, former Cy Young winner, great pitcher, led three nothing in game one. He didn't. He didn't make the fifth, and you still lost the contest. He didn't finish five innings. Um, so they, they they chased him in the fifth. They scored the last six runs of game one. They won 6-3. They trailed 2-0 in game two, uh, the Diamondbacks did, and then they won 5-2. Uh, their bullpen did not allow a run in nine and a third inning. So that means uh, fourth year in a row, uh, the Dodgers will play in an LS team and the fifth out of last seven, because if you go back to 2017, that was also Dodgers Diamondbacks. Um, that was a fun year because, um, the, if you remember the, the Dodgers had that crazy run, it was their, they had the two thir- 2013 run where they went like, they were way, they were way under 500 early. And then they went like 43 or 42 and eight. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, 42 hey how can you possibly tell that and then 17 2017 they went 43 and 7 it's like what um but so they had like a 20 so i think a 20 game lead like right at the end of august or in september and then the dodgers had like the the wildest like great team slump i've ever seen they lost 11 in a row they lost 16 out of 17 and they even got swept by the diamondbacks so that in which J.D. Martinez hit four home runs in a game at Dodger <laughs> Stadium, I might add. Um, and so the Diamondbacks ended up, I think, l- finishing like 
10 or 12 games behind the Dodgers, and they're like, oh, man, we're so, like, this is so good. And then the Dodgers swept them in the first round anyway. <laughs> like, it was just, yeah, it was just one of those things, right? But, like, um, and as an aside, that year was my favorite because I think, I forgot what, the Dodgers at the time set their Dodgers stadium record for, for home wins in a season. And tied their franchise record for consecutive home losses. <laughs> like it was that that kind of a weird uh, year. But this year, uh, the Dodgers were 8-5 and five against the Diamondbacks. But like you sort of mentioned earlier, it was like a tale of two seasons in a way. They These two teams played uh, the first two weekends of the year. Eight of the first ten games of the season was mm-hmm. Dodgers-Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was all over the place. And the, and the Diamondbacks won five of the eight including three or four in Arizona. The Diamondbacks stole 12 bases on the Dodgers in those eight games. They were just, like, running wild. And only three of them was were against Noah Syndergaard, who is the worst uh, at holding <laughs> runners. Um, the Dodgers uh, won all five games in August because the Dodgers almost didn't lose in August, like, just in general. Um, so that's how, what got them the, the season series there. But th- the weird thing is, like, so the Dodgers like absolutely owned the Diamondbacks pitchers who are probably starting this series. So the benefit to the Diamondbacks for sweeping um, sort of negated the the scramble they were in because they used their their top two starters, Zach Gal and Merrill Kelly. They used them last weekend because they were still trying to secure a playoff berth. And so neither of them could go in game one against the Brewers. So they started rookie Brandon Fott, and they won that game anyway. And then, so they used Gallon in game two. They were going to use Merrill Kelly if they had to in game three. But now they get Merrill Kelly in game one against the Dodgers. So let's say lines up. But then you look, uh, Merrill Kelly in his career in 16 starts against the Dodgers has a 549 ERA. He's 0-11. The Dodgers uh, have won 14 of those 16 starts. One of those losses for the Dodgers came this year. Um, it's weird. So, like, he again, he's a very good pitcher. Even this year, he was 0-2 in four starts. The Dodgers won three of four. He only had a 398 ERA, no home runs allowed. Last, last year, 825 ERA, six home runs, uh, and, and 0-5 in five starts. He took the loss in all five games. So, he had two scoreless starts this year, although one of them, the game the Diamondbacks eventually won, they chased him in the fourth inning because his pitch count was high because he walked four batters. So, like, it's just a weird year. Zach Gallon going to get Cy Young votes. Um, he was 0-2 against the Dodgers this year, 11 runs in 10 innings. Um, Brandon Fott, um, the, uh, in, in August, he faced him, uh, like, in that, you know, in the second wave, because he wasn't in the majors in April. Uh, but he allowed 10 runs, uh, nine of them earned in eight and two-thirds innings. So you look, right, like, the, there's still going to be a tough team to face. It's like, oh, you're just, well, I guess it's going to be a Dodgers sweep. Look <laughs> at how they're, but it's, you know, it never works that way, right? Like, but Kelly and Gallon again, excellent pitchers. Like, but it's wild how the Dodgers have had their number, right? Like, uh, I don't know. It just it just seems that really. I I was I didn't I I think I probably knew Merrill Kelly was maybe winless, but I was liter- I was shocked at zero and eleven. <laughs> like just like that. Like that yeah, one wild. in ten, okay, but th- right. no went like. 
that's like uh did we talk about this earlier in the year where um i didn't see what what zach Granke finished at but at one point i believe it was on effectively wild they mentioned he was um they mentioned he was one in fifteen or one in fourteen at the time, and I was like, "What?" Like, I didn't realize. But he, he, I think he won his last start. He, he was two and fifteen on the year. Um, still great. Um, but anyway, um, go, going back to the steals thing. So on the season, not just against the Diamondbacks, but the Dodgers' first eighty-one games of the year, um, they allowed a hundred and one stolen bases, by far the most in the majors. Now, twenty of those were by Noah Syndergaard. Um, uh, who ended up, in, including his time with Cleveland, allowed 34. Um, he's been, like, literally the easiest pitcher to steal on, like, every full season he's been, he's had in the majors. Um, but even if you took away the Noah Syndergaard numbers, in that first half, the Dodgers still would have been third worst and, mm-hmm. like, two behind the worst, right? So they were very bad. Um, in the second half, the last 81 games um, – the Dodgers allowed only 47 steals, and that's the second fewest in the majors behind Baltimore. So Dave Roberts talked about it a little bit. We had a Zoom call with him. Here's the weird thing: they had a so the only the only day Dodger Stadium was open to media this week of the three workout days was Wednesday. We ended up talking to Brandon Gomes, the GM, and Andrew Friedman, the you know president, of baseball operations. Who we didn't we didn't talk to we didn't talk to Dave Roberts on Wednesday, like, but we did get a Zoom call with him today which is just very odd but it is just odd timing but I mean, it all worked out but he mentioned um roberts did you know they were they like tried to work on a lot of things they were taken a bit aback right it was the new, like new rules they just didn't properly they weren't ready for it <laughs> like they got taken advantage of in those first like few weeks of the year uh, but he said they like, varying looks to the plate they worked on timing and just worked on a lot of stuff with the pitching staff i looked to like Julio Urias uh, was having his worst year, not just, like, on the mound, but, like, allowing steals and, and other stuff. Uh, but, like, um, Phil Bickford allowed 11 steals <laughs> in 42 innings. Uh, Shelby Miller has allowed eight steals in 42 innings, although only one since returning from the injured list. So, like, he's gotten better. Like, I think they – but also, if you look, I think Shelby Miller has also, like, barely allowed anyone to reach base since he's returned from the injury. So <laughs> that's that, a good way to do that's it. The, that's the number one way to, to, <laughs> to prevent steals is uh, don't let people on base. That, that was the old Greg Maddox thing because he famously was like, whatever, try to steal. Because there's also like nobody ever on base against <laughs> Greg Maddox. So like that was the – but um, there has been, uh, you know, several Dodgers on base at times in the postseason no. uh, in years past. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. My question to you is simple. What? Uh, who is the who is the Dodgers' all time postseason leader in stolen bases? It's not as simple as you think, and I'll I'll explain why uh, after the break. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I don't remember how this has come up in the past, but. It's not this question, uh, who's all-time postseason leader in stolen bases, in that any kind of what I associate with sort of old-school stat, stolen bases are not quite that, but still a little bit more prevalent um, sort of prior to the modern era, although maybe that'll change with the bases, um, against the fact that there's just a gazillion more playoff games in the modern era. That's this really frustrating tension when trying to answer a trivia question. You're not sure which way to lie. So I am... I guess I, I'm looking at my my. I wrote down my three guesses, so I wouldn't have to think too hard. I still aired a little older, um, and I've got my sure. three guesses. And you're yep. going to tell me I'm wrong on all three, and then that's it. I don't want no hints. For sure. All right, you ready? Yes. Maury Wills. So he's he's the natural, right? Right. Like you you great stolen base guy, literally like best in the league for almost a decade. Like just how he sort of transformed the you know brought it back into vogue, all that stuff. He did play in four World Series with the Dodgers too, right? Uh, right, and again, but you meant, like you mentioned, only World Series, yeah, yeah, yeah. quote unquote, only World Series. But twenty-one playoff games—that's a—that's a lot for only a World Series. Right. He did steal six bases in those twenty-one games, and the, is therefore the leader, which is tied for fifth uh, <laughs> in, in all time. All right, yeah. I don't like my third guess. I might have to change it. Uh, Davy Lopes. So. Davy Lopes is the answer. Yes. Um, so he he played in again. He well okay. So 1981, they did have a division series because of the strike, and that was a one time thing at the time. But he they had the league championship series and World Series in 74, 78, uh, 77 again, and 81. So he played 45 playoff games uh, and stole 19 bases. He was only caught three times. Uh, so he is the leader. Uh, do you want to take a stab at? Uh, there were there are two others in double digits. I don't think I do. <laughs> like I like so my my third guess and the yeah. fact that you were you were sort of talking about how few games et cetera was Pee Wee Reese and then but I get that for that is a great guess because again only even though he only played in the World Series. 
He played 44 World <laughs> Series games for the, for the Dodgers. And I'm uh, looking now, five? Five stolen five. bases? Come on, yeah. Pee Wee. So number two is Cody Bellinger. Uh, this is modern. Are you 69, <laughs> 69 playoff games. Nice. Um, so I'll, just to, to, to put it in perspective, right? Um, you, you may, so Pee Wee Reese stole five bases. So did Justin Turner. <laughs> He played almost double the games, obviously. Um, but Justin Turner, also one of the great like Dodgers postseason just hitters, generally, players. Um, but, yeah, the reason I wanted to bring this up, because I, I wasn't sure exactly where he stood, but Mookie Betts is third with 12. Would, would have been, like, if I had I had to, if had you made me make a guess, that would have been my guess. He's, 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 he, to me, is the, in the regular season, not going to be running like crazy. Yeah. He takes him when he gets him. Postseason, yeah, <laughs> he will take he will take advantage, and uh, so yeah, I, I that's that that was why it was front of mind to me. Um, so we'll see we'll see what happens. Last year against the Padres, he uh, he did not steal a base. He was caught stealing the only time he's been caught as a Dodger in the postseason. But also he was two for nineteen or two for fourteen in the playoffs. So like that's probably what <laughs> that's the other. It's like the yeah, get on base, then you could steal. <laughs> so like that. That's how they're Dodgers going to do it. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about the playoffs so far. I feel like in 2020 and then last year we had all these really exciting early playoff series, and whatever the opposite of dull uh, is, what we had this time this time around, yeah. we had some good plays, but right, like uh, it's weird because the the way the wild card is set up, like you're, it's obviously like very concentrated most of the time with top heavy pitching. So there's the chance for like, um, Oh yeah. Real, a, a real quick, aside, like, real quick aside. You mentioned this, uh, you know, yeah. kudos to the soothsayer Eric last week that like, Hey, if the Dynamax sweep the, the, the whole, like, Oh, the cost of being a wild card, you don't get to set up your pitching. They're good to go. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, and I will say, cause there's been, I've, I, posted something on twitter about that before they swept like as that possibility and um people were like oh we got to overhaul the system like i get it to a point except that the diamondbacks also had to go through the extra step of oh crap yeah. we're starting a rookie in game one so sure. they, they fought totally. their way to do it i think yeah. the only thing that i have a nit about is this day off on sunday oh right so yeah and that's uh, this is what i wanted to get this is my solution um so wild card round four sweeps terrible. What I was talking about the like you'll have a series like I think two maybe two of them where the the losing team scored like one run in two games or you know one or two or whatever it is like it's it's brutal you, you just you're just done so quickly like the Rays right they had the early game both days so five games into the playoffs they're done like in the more like the day game on Wednesday right Dunzo like they're out um so eight so. Again, just to reiterate our bet, uh, five inning pitcher, five inning starters in the wild card round. You said uh, eight, I said eleven. There were only eight games, so only sixteen pitching starts. But I somehow still won because there were ten, ten games of five innings or more. That did not include Jose Barrios of the Blue Jays, who got the early hook in the fourth inning uh, against the Twins. It's many Toronto fans and some players from post game interviews I saw uh, were not happy about that hook. Uh, so. Things are rough. 
the Blue Jays, I think, maybe took the mantle from the Twins of, oh, my God, we're never winning a playoff game. Um, <laughs> the Twins won their first playoff game in 21 years, also their first series. Um, but the Blue Jays are like 0-6 in the last four years in the playoffs. They, the three times they've made it, one, one year they didn't make it, and then the other in three series, years they right? they've won, they've won games. No, 0-6 in games. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what? they got swept 2-0 in three wild card rounds. Why am I have I have like a yeah. weird memory of them winning a game last year? That's strange. Yeah. Uh, so the, I think the solution to what we have now, which is two off days before the, uh, the division series start, there's four games on Saturday. I think, um, they should, they should stagger the American league and national league during the wild card round instead of the division series. So if you do that, let's say whoever starts first this year, it's probably, it's probably the NL because that's how they sort of set it up. So you have the um, the AL go first. Two, there's two wild card games that first playoff day. Then you have uh, two game ones, two games two on Wednesday. Then you have at least two games on today, the Thursday of the playoffs, and then potentially two more on Friday. And then then you just there's the day off in between. So the American League would start their division series Saturday, which is the case now. The National League would start theirs on Sunday with the day off after the Friday. Um, so that way, at least as a league, like you're guaranteed at least three wild card days. Um, and that ESPN has that round anyway. So like that seems like something that should be doable. But be, the reason they, they have to stagger the leagues because for the later rounds, when it's division series and championship series, it's so... They, they try to have games on as many days as possible, right? You can't have the off days on the same day, that kind of a thing. So it's I think it's better to stagger it earlier. So their solution now in this new format to stagger is to insert a weird off day in the division series. A very so, weird off day. Yeah. And so, again, and it I, just takes yeah. away of some of that sort of advantage that's supposed to be around behind yeah. getting a buy. Um, right. And, and like, like you mentioned, so with, with – Merrill Kelly now getting to go game one. The off day allows Zach Gallen to go game two for the Diamondbacks. And um, because of the way that that round is set up and that off day, both of them could start four and five. So you get your top two starters. Um, I will say, um, like, Dave Roberts, um, I asked him about this today. He's like, I like it. (laughs) You know, like, I, I like the off day. Like, so I'll get to that in a second, but I just wanted to think, say like, I think if you if you stagger it uh, in the wild card, like I forgot last year, I did not realize. I, I guess that the AL had an off day, yeah, like, um, because I, I was watching the NL, right? Like, going like oh, that's kind of weird. Doesn't affect there was my one team. Thing, it's fine, right? And it's like okay, and, and I think there was a rain out late in one of those series. I think the Yankees and Guardians to where. It like negated that or like you know it, or whatever it was just weird um but you you have the situation so like you said there's now there's game one off day game two off day game three game four off day game five so five games eight days so you're basically like you you cannot you could also use um well here's what dave roberts said so after he said i like it 
I think it's a benefit to us. If you talk to Tori Labello, the, the D-backs manager, or any other National League manager, they probably feel the same way. It's giving guys rest. It's using all your pen guys with an extra day of rest. I think that's an underrated part of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Robert says, and getting to use your one and two starters twice in the series potentially. So I think it's good. Now, um, I think if Andrew Friedman was also asked about it last night. He said, it allows for different scenarios we've been afforded in the past. Those off days are an advantage. We'll use it, and we'll figure out the best way to use that to our advantage. So they're sort of looking at it like it's a plus. And I think, aside from the starter thing, I think the we can use our top three relievers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like four games minimum in the in the in the DS, and maybe five because you never. The only time they'd go back to back days is games three and four, and they always have an off day otherwise. So like, like. That's the big because you're basically shortening every game to six innings, like uh, in that regard, right? So that's where it gets weird. So to that end, so speaking of the how you sort of utilize this, Clayton Kershaw officially starting game one. We, we sort of knew this; they made it official uh, Wednesday. The team also seems comfortable using Kershaw on four days rest. So, like, if it came to it, he could start game four. Now, they're not committing to anything beyond games one and two. We'll get to that in a second. Um, Kershaw has not gone uh, on less than five days rest since returning from the injured list now. Part of that um, was managing him because the shoulder injury was worse than we thought and worse than they let on. And um, I think it was like getting him through the, the regular season while – keeping him regular and trying to get him back on track as his command was off and all this stuff. And uh, I asked Friedman directly that on Wednesday, he said, we, we are, he, he feels he's ready to do it. And uh, Friedman, I think said um, for me, he's the best competitor I've ever been around. So like they're, they're trusting him right in this scenario. So, and, and I think that, that Roberts today on Thursday mentioned the using two starters twice He's not, like, necessarily, like, guaranteeing that Kershaw's going game four. Like I said, they're not committing to that yet. But I think it's pretty clear that that's what they want to do. Kershaw, game one, Miller, game two, those two, game four and five, if it gets to that. Um, now, what about game three? So, game three, uh, Lance Lynn on Thursday, uh, as we're recording this, probably he's probably done by now, uh, is through four innings in a scrimmage um, um, and would leave him on – five days rest for game three Roberts did say Lynn like again wouldn't commit to specific uh thing but he said uh you know given that he's pitching tonight he's not going to be available in games one and two he's he's in play for game three was how Roberts put it so I think it's safe to pencil him in there we'll we'll see how they do it um so this gets us to what I wanted to sort of talk about we sort of like you know last I think last or two episodes ago we said well, the position player battle stuff is not as prevalent as I thought it was going to be, but maybe it is in a way. So Roberts on Thursday said uh, they'll probably go 13 pitchers, 13 position players for the division series. But he did say 12 pitchers is possible. So in that scenario, I would imagine like there's really no unless they're like really high on like Johnny DeLuca or something, but like. I would imagine Colton Wong is just the guy, right? Like, um, as as the position player. But 
Um, so Roberts did did mention debating on whether to carry three left-handed pitchers. Um, so I believe in that scenario, um, he didn't mention names, but I mean it's it's basically Caleb Ferguson, Alex Vesia, and Ryan Yarbrough. I think we talked maybe last episode about how Ryan Yarbrough, depending on the matchup, might you know maybe they don't need him as much like in in that role. I don't know who knows, but like um, and then. So just looking for, for reference, I listed here that the Dodgers have the 27 players who were quote-unquote active. That includes Lance Lynn, who was on bereavement leave the last two days of the regular season. Victor Gonzalez was active. I think the question becomes, um, so how much do they need a piggybacker? Like, um, or, or like more than one, right? Because I think... In this scenario, if Lance Lynn is probably going Game Three, I you think you figure Ryan Pepio is in play uh, to be probably the Kershaw follower. Uh, another possibility there is Emmett Sheehan, who very much distinguished himself in September, but he's also behind Pepio on the depth chart. So I think that we we talked about how maybe like Michael Grove might have been odd man out in, in a in a playoff roster scenario, but I think they might prefer Grove who's been who they've at least used and seen in shorter bursts and he's been really good at it. Whereas Sheehan is, is the bolt guy and like who they trust maybe in the, in the later series where it's seven games and only two off days, that's more likely for Sheehan to either um, be a piggyback or even potentially start a game or something if they want. Um, so I think you could see a scenario where like Grove makes it over um, Emmett Sheehan, and then it's just a matter of like, um, do they? I don't know. What are they? No. I, well, so I guess that's it. Basically, <laughs> that could be that could be the choice. Or if they be, decide, maybe we don't need Ryan Yarbrough or something. Like, right. Who? But but I think that's kind of it. Like, do you, do you have any thoughts on the on the roster? I I can't. I, I I understand with especially with the off day, the composition change there. Yeah, he was too good at the end of the year to leave him off. I I think I agree. I I literally wrote about him today. <laughs> like, um, to that. Like, I think it's very clear they they're very high on him. I will say because I act as and, and to me that feels sorry. Uh, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no! I was just going to say the only thing that gave me pause. I, I I said, do you think it's fair to say that his because to me when I when I was thinking of Sheehan, they sent him down in August. I kind of thought he was done, like for the season, right? Like, mm-hmm. kudos to you, you made the majors from Double A, held held up while he had some really good games. His ERA was in the fives, like it was, but you know, growing pains. That's just. Yeah. He also only pitched three times in August, like, and he was like about twenty innings more total than he pitched all of last year. So they're not going to push him at this point. But then, and also when they come it comes to call up time for September, he was literally the only healthy pitcher left on the forty man, which is why they called him up. And then he's just been awesome, like <laughs> to a point, right? It's three sixty eighty, all right, but thirty nine percent strikeouts, like just yeah. dominant at times. Um, and they they talked about that. So the the thing that gave me pause is, is how Robert said um, 
you know, how I, I said, do you think Sheehan, like with his September, pitched his way into October relevance? Or because you know, yeah. I'm not going to say, is he making the roster? Yeah. He's not, not going to say that. <laughs> so, but he said, he said, absolutely, like into the relevance yeah. part. Uh, but then he said, um, how that plays out, I don't know, which is usually code for he's not making it, but <laughs> not, not officially, but like, that's just how they say it. But he did say, but, um, but just like, you know, making yourself like relevant for October baseball is a feat in itself. Yeah. Right. He's giving him credit while also like <laughs> leaving the o- open possibility. Sure. I, I th- but so that's the only thing I, I could think. So I think if the, if they're if they want to use Yarborough, which is fine because I think the Diamondbacks have a number of left-handed batters. Like if you want to do like a, he could be like a two-inning guy or something with like facing four or five lefties or something. Um, you can live with that, and uh, and then you you just. Re- use Grove in the short burst th- rather than Sheehan. Th- that's that's the only thing I, I'm. No, I, sort of I, I get there. it. it, it yeah. Now come, knock on wood, in LCS uh, situation, that will become much he, more interesting. Oh, I think you have to. Yeah. you have to roster him at that point. Like, but then I guess there's there's also there could be you never know what stuff like Shelby Miller was pitching the other day. Like, I don't know of any like. There could be like an, other injuries we don't know about yet, right? Like, but it seems like everyone's been pitching. Like Gavin Stone pitched four innings in the <laughs> sim game on, thir- so he's like around, right? Like he's. Um, so I will say this: I didn't. I will ask about this tomorrow. Um, Yancy Almonte, uh, who has been out since August 11th, uh, I think that's when he last pitched. Uh, he did pitch one rehab game um, in. Was it? Was it the Triple A? Oh yeah, he pitched in the the Triple A championship game for <laughs> Oklahoma City. He started, and they did a bull, they they did a bullpen game. So okay. he struck out two. I think he allowed a I forgot if it was a walker hit, but um, he posted on Instagram a couple three days ago. I did not see him Wednesday at the workout. He was there. I just didn't. He was in the clubhouse when it was open. He posted on Instagram the other day, like, uh, you know. Season didn't end the way I wanted, blah, blah, blah. And it was like a montage yeah. of pictures from the season. Do you post that if, if you're going to be, like, available, like, in a later round? Like, <laughs> I don't think so. So um, I was going to ask, like, is he done? Because th- he was the, in a couple weeks ago at least, it was like, if he's ready, it's not going to be till like, NLCS or beyond. Right. Whereas Daniel Hudson, um, I believe, was uh, – he – he was supposed to pitch in the simulated game Thursday. He's on that same track, NLCS, like early, at the earliest, and still kind of probably a long shot, but like at least he's he's sort of staying active. I don't know if Yancy Almonte's pitched, so I plan to ask him about that Friday or Saturday mm-hmm. um, because it's it's possible that he's just done for the year. But I also think he like working him back in would have also been a long shot too so like you never know but like you, you just don't know we'll find out saturday morning what the rosters are but that, that's pretty much where we're at at the moment so yeah i think it's going to be a good series yeah it should be fun it, it, i've mentioned it multiple times this diamondbacks team is a fun team uh, so yeah. Yeah, <laughs> frustratingly sure. so obviously at times when you're, you're facing them but it should be a great series uh quick uh, addendum uh, I the reason why I thought the Blue Jays had won a game was that wild ten to nine game in game two of the wild card last year where 
the Mariners scored five runs in the eighth and the ninth. Uh, so yeah. I probably I was like, yeah, yeah, the Blue Jays got that one because it felt it felt like two games. So yeah, I they had like I want to say a five or six run lead in that game yeah. at some point and then lost. It's like it's been a it's been a brutal couple couple years for them. Um, but yeah, that's that's where we're at. Uh, I th- we're gonna have some mid-series stuff we'll, we'll figure it out these off days we, we could have a lot of podcasts <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll see how we feel but like yeah um we'll see how it goes we'll, well definitely try know. to get one we'll definitely get one in uh as the series goes to arizona i'm not oh, yeah. so sure between game one and two but we'll yeah. see well we'll, we'll probably like you're, you say that now uh-huh, I know, but then right. when like when kershaw pitches six innings and a then perfect game ryan pepio and... has a three inning save <laughs> in the playoffs we're, we're doing an emergency in the podcast <laughs> if that happens so no you never know um but yeah it should be exciting uh game one saturday hope you enjoy it and we will be back with you at, in a few days <laughs> at some point you'll, you'll know <laughs> we'll keep you posted but yeah that's it for three inning save i'm eric steven that's jacob birch Brian Salvatore does all the stuff behind the scenes. Thank you so much, and we will talk to you later.